Welcome to my Complex Stranger podcast. My name is Mahdi, and this is the introduction to this podcast. In this episode, I shortly talk about the podcast, why I decide to make it, and what you should expect from the upcoming episodes. We are living in an interconnected world. Each of us lives within a clicking distance from almost every person on the planet, including, but not limited to, Taylor Swift, Angela Merkel, our truck driver uncle, our high school friends that are married to jerks, and our cousins living abroad. Theoretically, we are connected to all these people. We know when they purchase a new car, we see 15 seconds videos of their dogs licking their bottoms on a daily basis, we can almost instantaneously pinpoint the hotel in which they're spending their vacation in Greece, and we are also aware that they had more sweet potatoes than they had carrots for their lunch. Although we are heavily connected to people all around the world, but what are the odds that our knowledge about these people exceeds their username on Instagram? I'll tell you this one, very low. We are connected and disconnected at the same time. This is because the connections are too weak. We know marvelously too much about too many people's private lives, but at the same time, we don't know squad about them. This is because we cannot handle this much data and information at the same time, so we decide to make weaker connections with too many people because we're afraid to miss out. We are shortening the interaction time with each individual to cover more people, so the quality of the relationship drastically decreases. How many times did it happen that someone on Instagram changed their profile picture and we did not notice the person until we checked their previous posts? How often it happens that we ignore a tweet only because it's too long to read and probably will bore us? But on the other hand, how many times do we actually go beyond the news titles and read the description? How many times do we sit, turn the Netflix and the music off, and listen to the boring story of our friend about her colleague stealing her yogurt? Or when was the last time that we made an actual long-lasting friendship? Our interactions have been limited to swiping right, double-tapping if we're feeling particularly generous about someone, and sending a heart-shaped reaction to our friend's puppy. If we cannot pick up the phone and actually call a friend and ask them about their day without being accused of living in the 1980s, if we cannot take five minutes to read the detailed piece of news, and if we cannot read books instead of wishing that they made movie out of it so it was faster and less laborious to consume the content, how on earth are we going to commit to lifelong vocations? All these empower a very unhealthy habit in us. Snap judgment. As we like to consume a 600-page book as a 90-minute movie, to receive a horrifying piece of news affecting millions of people as a single picture on Instagram, and to evaluate a date by a right or left swipe, we would like to label people by making a fast, easy, and rather satisfying snap judgment based on their appearances. This is mainly because of the fact that we enjoy the inner signal of success in making a judgment, regardless of how wrong or noisy this judgment is. In order to go into the detail of why we make these false judgments for our inner satisfaction, I recommend reading the book named Noise by Daniel Kahneman and his co-authors. There is another reason why we assume that we can easily summarize strangers' characters in a matter of seconds by making snap judgments. It's because, by mistake, we assume that people are transparent. 
Malcolm Gladwell describes a very interesting experience in his book Talking to Strangers. He explains a setup that a group of people is giving a collection of incomplete words in which some letters are missing. The researchers ask people to fill the blank letters and make complete words with the first term that comes to their mind. For instance, G, L, blank, blank. One might think of glow as the first word. However, Gladwell himself thought about gloom. The question was if these words tell anything about the people coming up with them. They asked this question from the participants. Do your words say anything about your character? In almost all the cases, people claim that the words are random and they are just the first that popped into their minds. In the second phase of the experiment, researchers handed in the test results of different people to different individuals and asked them the same questions. What does this set of random words say about the specific person? Surprisingly, now the same people provide definite answers such as Oh, this person is pessimistic for sure, or this is an untrustworthy person. These are the same people that claim that they are too complex that a set of random words can describe. But when it comes to strangers, they do snap judgments. But what can possibly be the solution? The solution is to at least postpone the judgment until we have more solid information about the person. This takes practice. And of course, by solid information, I do not mean their Facebook status. Experiments have shown that text-based communication only conveys 7% of the information that the person intended to send. Therefore, we are missing 93% of the content. This opens the opportunity for worlds of misunderstandings and noisy judgments. We are missing intonation, body language, and much more information that are not transferable by any media other than actual in-person communication. We ought to listen. We should get rid of all the distractions, sit, and just listen. We as a social animal need to talk and need to be listened to. This is how we make a quality connection. As the little prince told a garden of roses, You are beautiful, but you're empty. One couldn't die for you. Of course, an ordinary passerby would think my rose looked just like you. By my rose, all on her own is more important than all of you together. Since she's the one I've watered. Since she's the one I put under glass. Since she's the one I sheltered behind the screen since she's the one for whom I killed the caterpillars, since she's the one I listened to when she complained, or when she boasted, or even sometimes when she said nothing at all, since she is my rose. The goal of this podcast is to train ourselves to avoid immature snap judgments by practicing to listen and to get to know the people. By taking our time to talk to them and get ourselves familiar with the person beyond the look, skin tone, religion, and the color of their passport. We would like to remind ourselves the power of making connections with people, regardless of how they look or how they make the first impression. We cannot leave alone. We are evolved to make connections. We are wired to do so. It is true that Western culture pushes us towards singularity in an oversold egocentric world, 
but we should know what we are trading this for. The egocentric world that we are living in gives us major freedom as an individual, but it comes at the expensive cost of our security. In this podcast, we ask people to talk about their lives. Sometimes they have stories that we find interesting, and sometimes they might appear to be boring to us. Regardless, this is what makes that particular person a unique individual, and we need to learn to listen with respect and sympathy. We want to listen to them and understand them and notice that what they're talking about is the most important aspects of their lives. I felt profoundly connected to the people that I just met for the sake of this podcast, as much as I'm connected to my oldest friends. This is the power of listening. During this project, I also took portraits of people you're listening to. You can find the link to their portraits in the description of each episode. If you care to measure how much listening impacts your judgment toward these people, compare your first impression of the portraits to the feeling toward the same picture after corresponding episodes. The first season of my Complex Stranger podcast would contain nine episodes in which we listened to people that volunteered to be a part of this project and agreed that we shared their portraits and stories here in this podcast. I hereby thank them all. I'm also deeply grateful to my supportive friends that helped me stay motivated in my little journey toward the better world.